This is a podcast from Rover. John the Rev McMahon in with us this morning. G'day, uh, g'day mate. G'day, guys. How you doing, ladies? Very, very good, thank you. Uh, you're here in a in the middle of a cyclone, although you're used to it. You still live in Cairns, you were saying. I lived in Cairns for two years, and we had two major cyclones come through, so, yeah. Now, what, what have you, what's the difference you've seen as yeah. to how you deal with it in northern Queensland compared yeah. to what you've seen in Auckland uh, upon your arrival? Can I speak freely? Yes. Mm-hmm. Go for it. <laughs> well... I'm looking at my hotel and there's scooters lined up everywhere. There's e-bikes, there's big cones and everything. Well, in Cairns, when I was there, everything was, all the windows were taped up. Yeah. All your bins were brought in. There was nothing on the streets. If you weighed less than 30 kilos, you weren't allowed outside. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. That's why we've kept Roger inside. <laughs> <laughs> Blow away. Yeah, could be because of it. So we, we we could prepare better, is what you're saying? Uh, hey, no comment. I'm just it's just an <laughs> yeah. ob- ob- observation. You know? <laughs> well, you're here for this. Uh, you are known as the Rev. Uh, you're a motivational speaker. You've been doing this, you know, 30 years experience. So tell us, you know, you're here. What are you doing for the next week or so? So we've got events all over the North Island uh, this month, and then at the end of April, start of May, we've got events all over the South Island. I'm here running um, <laughs> seminars for boys 11 to 17 and their parents yep. under the banner of Motivate, yep. and then um, sem- the same for girls 11 to 17 under the banner of Savage Angel. And you've got to ask me about that name. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Minutes, and I'll explain it to you. But yeah, that's what I'm here doing. So have you always worked with kids or have you done adults as well, work with adults too? Uh, yeah, both. Yeah, both. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you're taught, this is inspirational stuff, motivational stuff about what kids are going through today. Motivate is about inspiring, informing and instructing young people and their parents yeah. how to make smarter, more informed decisions. So involving what? Do you know what I mean? Like uh, smarter decisions because all kids obviously are going to be doing, uh, it's like you write a passage to make yeah. mistakes along the way yeah. and learn Risk-taking that. Risk-taking so, behaviour. Yeah, yeah, like it's pretty natural stuff. So what sort of mistakes are you trying to guide uh, young men and women away from in, in today's day and age? Because there's obviously so many things out there. Mate, yeah, you're absolutely spot on. And it, it's not one or the other, it's both. So that's... A lot of people have events for uh, parents. So yeah. parents go to seminars, they come home and they're like, oh, you know, you, you need to do this. And, and, yeah. and the kids are like, what? And then speakers go into schools and the boys, the girls, or whatever, they're sitting there and they're with their peers. And, and they go home and their parents ask them about it and they can't remember everything. So what I do is I create space for family to be family again. Mm-hmm. They're not glued to their phones. They're not scrolling. They're not getting a thousand messages. They are in, they are in their space as a family unit. As amazing or as fucked up as that is, okay? Yeah. Um, and uh, I inspire them with my story. That then earns me the right to share with them the data I share and, and the real information. And then in the final part of the night, I do an open Q&A. And that's where I hit them up the side of the face. And, and that's both mums and dads. I often have parents walk away from my event saying, I got a lot out of that. And I'm mm. like, you were meant to get a lot out of that. Yeah. Mm. That's the whole mm. point of it. What See, is gotta... your story, by the way, yeah. for people that don't know much about you? All right. In a nutshell, um, born in Belfast, Northern Ireland, 
We moved out of Belfast because of all the shit that was going down there. Born in 1971. I know that's hard to believe. You can't see me, but they can't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, in the middle of trouble. So we moved to a beautiful little village in Scotland called Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> um, you went from Belfast yeah. to Glasgow. Yeah, out yep. of the frying pan into the fire. Wow. And Does your dad love a scrap? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lived, uh, lived in Scotland until I was 11 years old. And then we, we moved house to Australia. Um, and, um, I was bullied, uh, literally from three months after arriving when my accent disappeared because everyone was having fun with my Mm, accent. And then because I was from Ireland uh, in that era, you were just pounded with jokes and all that. Um, I was kicked out of all my classes, went into high school thinking this is going to be a new opportunity. Especially to meet friends because I had no friends. Yeah, I had bullies. I had bullies offsiders, and then everyone else in my class stayed away from me so yeah. that they didn't become targeted. I went to high school, and my first assembly in high school, I, I was kicked out, dragged out the back, made to stand against the wall because uh, I'd punched the kid in the head because he, you know, called me Mick Fat, which was yeah. the nickname. You know, um, fast forward, kicked out of my first high school in October of year seven. Kicked out of my second high school in um, October or September of year 10. Yeah. Um, my mum, my mum, my attitude was so shitty. My mum said, you've got to get a job. She found me a job and she goes to the baker in a shopping centre. And, and I said, mum, if you want me to get that job, you go to the interview. And she did. She nailed the job for me. So I did an apprenticeship, working night shift. And during the day, I'd go hang out with other kids who'd been kicked out of school, um, you know, drugs, gangs, all sorts of stuff. At 18, I had walked myself. Now, this is very important for your listeners because this is what's going on now. Yeah. I had walked myself into a whole bunch of mental health disorders. Yeah. And, you know, stress, anxiety, depression, a bit of OCD, um, dyslexia, all sorts of stuff. And I tried to take my life at 18 uh, because... In an emotionally charged moment, unless you have a strategic plan, lunacy will become logic to you. And I figured I need to get out for everyone else's sake and my own. And I thankfully failed at that. Yeah. But had a mentor from Tassie come into my life. 12 months, totally changed my life. And that's where this all started. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To try and help and make sure that no other kid will make get to that point of lunacy becoming yeah. logic. Yeah, that's the outcome. But I'll be really honest with you. My purpose, and I know my purpose, I know why I'm on the planet, is to honour my mum, mm-hmm. who believed for the best of me despite what she saw every day I come home. Yeah, And it's to honour the man who played the role of my dad in my life, who picked me up when everyone said he's a waste of time. Yeah, wow. um, His name's Jerry Narkowitz, and he's a Tasmanian wild man. Wow, wow. So with kids today, so you're, you know, you're 18, trying to take your life, um, and now look at you. What You're doing these seminars with kids, you know, 11 to 17. What would you say, Rev, is, is, is the main problem with, with kids that age? Is it, you know, you mentioned phones, is it anxiety, is it, is it stress? What, what's, what's, what's the main problem? That's a big question. Yeah. Um, I'll answer it this way. People only change in life for two reasons, whether they're teenagers or adults. They either see the writing on the wall, you know, you've got this massive the rock behind you. You either see the writing on the wall mm-hmm. yourself and acknowledge it yeah. and go, I need to change. Yeah. And that's a self-driven, self-motivated person that wakes up or crisis is what brings the change. Yeah. And in my world, I brought the crisis on, but in most families, 
families drag the crisis out. They prolong it. They cover for their boys yeah. and their girls. They apologize for them. They pay the accounts that have been overdue. They hand out big disciplines and then have to march them back when really they need to bring the crisis to the doorstep now and go through three to six months of absolute hell Right. Yeah. where this is a battle you will not lose and force the change to come. But that's it. Look, there's so many issues going yeah. on right now, but for all the issues going on, life is fucking amazing. Yeah. My life's like a movie. I love my life. Like I was saying to you when I walked in, this custom pair of vans made yesterday, like on the spot. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, and it, this stuff happens. Yeah, every day of my life. Yeah, yeah. So you, I've got a nine-year-old, and he's getting, it's getting to that point where you're, uh, in that age group, eleven to seventeen, and it's starting to become. You can see it. Groups of yeah. friends starting to pick um, sides, like birthday party on the weekend. Starting, some of them are saying like really derogatory things mm. to other kids for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. But these kids don't know how to deal with that. They don't know how to um, isolate that problem and deal with that problem. So how would you say, as a parent, how would you say to me as a father, how to tell my preteen or just teenager, somebody who's listening having these problems, yeah. to how for these kids to deal with that? Yeah, great question. So, so for me, a, a nine-year-old, has heard everything you'll ever say to him. Mm. And he will stand there and argue and debate with you. In fact, what nine-year-olds do is they manipulate parental authority out of your hands. And it didn't start at nine. It started at five and six years old. It started with facial expressions. It went to tone in their voice. It went to posture um, or silence um, and, um, and that objection. And, and the thing is, is that you have got so much leverage with a nine-year-old, you know. Um, if, if you look at it this way, take four years off his life. He's really a five-year-old, if my maths are right. Mm. The first four years of his life, he remembers jack shit from. And he was too busy pooing, spewing, being changed, being fed, being driven around. So when he stands and debates with you, picture a five-year-old. And and I'll, I'll speak to your son. I'll say, mm. mate. Your dad knows you better than you know yourself, and he will do for a hell of a long time. You've got to trust, and not only trust, accept his judgment on this, and you move it and walk away. And I know what it's like. You, you, you make a hard call on your son or your daughter, and you feel like a shit parent. But you've got to go to your data. You've got to go to the solid information you have about you know how your son's white, and that's why you make your decision based on and, and then talk yourself out of feeling bad about what you've just done. You're it's in good the, advice. Yeah, it is. It's great. You're in Auckland. You're Whangarei, Hamilton, Tauranga, Palmerston North and Wellington. We'll get a link to all your, your seminars. So you got one tonight uh, for the girls, Savage Angels. That's tonight, Tuesday yeah, in Auckland. Absolutely. Yep. And yep. Savage Angel, like, uh, sh so the angel's name is Savvy. Mm. You like that? Yeah, Savvy, all right? <laughs> and uh, the, the slogan is because not all girls just want to have fun. That message has gone around for years. And, you know, one of my mentors in the States spoke to his son on the phone one night and his son was saying, Dad, all the boys are out partying, drinking, I'm here studying. They're all having fun. He goes, son, winning is more fun than fun is fun. 
you know, and with Savage Angel, the the angel speaks for innocence, guidance, and protection. And by innocence, I don't mean naivety. I mean the ability to walk a fine line in life. The guidance is about mentoring and having the right people around you speaking into your world. And the protection I'm talking about is not having girls around you who will bitch slap that person down, but who'll call you out on your own shit. When you say you're going to do something and you change from that, they will call you out. The savage is get the fuck out of my way because nothing is going to stop me achieving the goals that I want to achieve and not so I can show the boys or the men, not so I can show other girls, so I can be a trailblazer myself and create a future, you know, just an absolute amazing life for myself. Nice, mate. Amazing. Love Great it. stuff. Well, that's tonight. And yeah, Whangarei, Hamilton, Taronga, Palmerston, North Wellington, as we said. So uh, we'll get a link up for all those uh, motivational speaking nights. Rev, thank you so much. Go well. Thanks, thanks so much. Let's stay here. Thanks, everyone. Let's hope the awesome. cyclone isn't too bad for you. Yeah. <laughs>